How we doing everybody? This is AJ Torres from Cone Strikes, courtesy of the Worst Take Network. And remember, if you love fantasy sports, if you sign up with Thrive Fantasy in the description, right where you sign up, if you enter the promo code, all capitals WTN, they will match you a $20 credit with your first $20 deposit. Kicking back, we're time for discussing baseball. I'm fresh off work. I am am really dying to get into a couple of things. But first off, what needs to be said, what needs to be said? I'm just taking myself a drink right here because this is going to be a doozy. Jace Tingler, you almost had the entire media and the entire fan base put your balls in a frying pan. And what do I mean by that? It's 2020. This isn't olden days where the closing pitcher goes three innings. And that's where the save statistic came from. Where it just started around. It's not like that anymore. You put in your closer in the seventh inning... So you're thinking, okay, what's going to happen from here? How long is Drew going to be in for? Now, mind you, this guy's wasting no time. And currently, right now, one of the, in my opinion, probably top three relief pitchers in baseball right now. Top three. He's holding it down. And you take him out in the eighth inning... And replace him with Emilio Pagan, that's been inconsistent, which is a good, in my opinion, a good way to put it. Come on, man. You're only up by two points. If Emilio Pagan in the ninth inning, now granted he got through the eighth inning, fine, but you keep him in. If he screwed up that bad, if he tied that game, let me tell you something, Tangler. You got away from the wrath of me. This time around. But don't you ever, ever do that again. You don't got to worry about just me. You got to worry about the art part of the media. Not just me. Me, I'm harsh, but I'm fair. And let me tell you something. If that got screwed up, you better take your medicine with dignity. You've already got us hating you because you didn't defend your own guy. Doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. You gotta stick up with your guy. And as far as Cal Quantrill goes, when I saw him in the save opportunity, I'm thinking to myself, ah, he's just like his dad. As a wee lad, as a boy, I remember Paul Quantrill coming up. Me and my cousins used to play baseball, there was this house next door to my cousins. And what we'd do, because that house was for sale, and... I mean, it was technically abandoned for a long time. But didn't have an owner, I want to say for around uh, 10 to 15 years, maybe. Something around there. But in the meantime, their yard, we turned it into... A baseball field. 
We would play football there, and commonly, that's where we'd practice baseball. We'd take our ground balls. We'd practice hitting uh, with wiffle balls and tennis balls, mind you, because it was the suburbs. But it was just great. In doing so, it's like, come on. I just remember that year of 2003. I remember the 7th, 8th, 9th. You got Quantrill, you got Tom Gordon, who they acquired from the White Sox. And then you got Mo. We remember Paul Quantrill. We remember the best days. The end of his career is when Joe Torre blew his arm. Absolutely blew his arm. But that man already had a impeccable career as it is but it seems like a lot of the guys that they were getting were in their late 30s and at the end of the ropes do i think tory had something to do with it oh absolutely but regardless love paul quantrill and i'm glad that his son is pitching for the padres love having the kids uh, go out there and i'm glad that cal quantrill is finding a good role but do you start him is he a middle relief guy are you switching him to the closer Did you not want the stress on him? Pick your role for him. Because if you're going to say, oh, well, my closer's going to spot start here and we put Drew as the closer. uh, Dude, figure it out. This should have been figured out a long time ago. You said, okay, Drew is our setup man. Kirby Yates uh, was the best closer last year. We're putting him the closer this year. Obviously, this year he was hurt. Okay? So this year, listen. It's the COVID year. There's going to be an asterisk. Whatever's wrong, you got surgery to do, whatever, get it done. We're not holding it against that. We're going to hold this entire 2020 asterisk COVID year for Kirby Yates as an asterisk. Go for it. Get your surgery. Come back next year. Happy recovery. Boom. Hopefully you were signed him too. But come on, man. Figure out what you want to do with Cal Quantrill, because otherwise you're going to blow his arm out. I've seen this before. Don't give him the same fate of his dad by blowing out his arm. If you say, hey, I need you to start here. Oh, you're closing here. You got opposite side routines. The only one who did that was John Smoltz, and that was because Tommy John surgery was involved. It's like, hey, after Tommy John, I'm going to close. I'm going to you know, get my arm back to what it used to be. Oh, hey, I think I could start again. And after that guy left baseball, that's pretty much where all this old school mentality and the mentality of, oh, uh, these pitchers are babies now, uh, all that started to go out the window. You're happy if your starter gives you six. You depend on your mill relief pitching now. That was bound to happen. Before, they depended on... I guess you could say mill relief pitching like your offensive lineman in football. Oh, we don't don't need it, or we got to focus on this. Moral of the story, you want to know what the offensive line in football and your mill relief pitching have in common? You don't give a shit until you realize it sucks. That's the bottom line. It's like, you know... It's like you go, you uh, you turn on the TV, you're watching your favorite football team. You're like, okay, hike. Oh, Jesus Christ, your quarterback is getting murdered. Same thing with baseball. It's like, hey, your ace gave us a 2 nothing lead. 
Okay, come on. Come on. You just need two outs. We get out of this inning, and boom, we're going to go put some runs up on the board. Home run. Tie game. Mediocre mere relief pitching. Once again, you're scratching your head going, Jesus Christ. Well, what the hell are you going to do after that? If you're smart, if you have some integrity, you fix that. Why do you think you pay these mill relievers? I mean, technically, if you put Drew Pomeranz as a mill reliever, I mean, that's why you paid him all that money. Guy's making a fortune if he's a mill relief pitcher. If he's a closer in our setup, man, I get it. Trust me, I'm a New York Yankees fan. I'm looking at the Chapman contract, the Britain contract, the Adovino contract, the contract that Chad Green uh, might get uh, way down the line, or at least an arbitration, I think he's going to get a decent amount. As long as there's none of this uh, Dylan Batanzas arbitration crap, that I will put on the Yankee president, Levine. Listen here, Mort Golden from Family Guy. I got news for you. You're arguing over $2 million. Is that what we're going to do? One of the biggest spenders in all Major League Baseball, and you're arguing over $2 million. Oh, scratch. If you could pay A-Rod, you could pay the best relief pitcher in baseball when he was healthy at the time. My goodness. But on a good note, the Padres, regardless of the relief pitching being a questionable thing, they do play the Astros during their homestand. And I have a solution. Javi Guerra hasn't been great for the Padres. So I have a million dollar idea. This is my proposal, okay? Why don't we make this guy a hero in San Diego? What are we going to do? If the game is meaningless, or if the starter is already out, practice your fastballs up and in, my guy. Carlos Correa, fastball to the ribs. Please make it happen. I normally don't condone this, but let me tell you something. I'm still waiting for my revenge, damn it. That's what I'm waiting for. Please, just do it. You'll do everybody a favor, and you'll come home as a hero. Everybody in the clubhouse should pay for your dinner. There should be some sort of reward for this guy. Give the man a trophy, a crown, a, a shirt, something. Give him some sort of honor by doing us all a favor. Doesn't matter how bad he is off, off that. If he basically is done his job. Hey, you want to get suspended for, I guess they're going to say like 15 games or something. 10 games, 8 games. I think if he actually drills them, it's going to be 10. Which, that's a lot of games for this season, but if he's suspended, I'd say you call up an our guy. And hey, the way that Javi Guerra's been pitching right now, you can't say it could hurt. Uh, okay, back to what I was going off of uh, before. One more segment I'm going to do is the trade deadline is coming in. Now, currently, I have the stand-ins of the season. And this right here, the stand-ins, in my opinion, is going to affect the trade deadline. Now, I think zilch is going to happen. I think it's very unlikely. Today is the 19th, and on the end of the month is the trade deadline. Is anything on the table here? 
And are you going to give up guys for only, what is it, 20, 25 games maybe? Something around there. If we look at it, let's go down the list and I'm just going to compare. We're going to start with Dylan Bundy of the Angels. And some people are saying, hey, with a guy that's making only, let's see, this is less than $2 million this year and has one year before arbitration, they're saying, hey, this guy, his value is sky high. As in, what are you going to do with it? And my thought is, listen, I understand that the Angels' season is a wash. I understand the A's are having a good year. This is their division. But here's the thing if I'm the Angels. Listen, you are in for Steven Strasburg and Garrett Cole. You got neither of them. You want a big pitcher and you said you were going to get one. Julio Turan. Nothing against Julio Turan. But you can't say those two names and then say Julio Turan on a one-year deal. Dylan Bundy right now with an ERA of 248, 27 years old. Honestly, it's not worth it to trade him. You're going to have to get a steal. I would just keep him and live out the contract. Arbitration, pay him, all that. This isn't a walk year good for them. But keep Bundy around. Trevor Bauer. Now, the Cincinnati team I actually had uh, very high hopes for. Currently right now, though, they are 9-11. and 11. They got a game going on, so it's going to look more like 9-12. Uh, and 12. The Cardinals are 6-6 six and six because they had that COVID crisis. The Brewers are 10-11. And, and the Cubs, shockingly, are 15-8 after all that drama going on. So, this is a walk year for Trevor Bauer. I mean, what can you get for him? If you are saying, you know what? This year, even though we got a lot of assets and we went all in, we're either run the course, you either have to pay the guy, or you got to trade him for any value at all. But just know, if you are not planning on re-signing him, you have to cut the ties. If he's not in your plans, it doesn't matter if he fills the drink machine in the clubhouse like in Moneyball. Do what you gotta do. Give him the boot. Next on the list. Next on the list. We are going with Mike Clevenger, possibly Zach Plasak. Or is it Plasak, whatever. Okay, so in doing so, what I'm doing is I'm thinking to myself, okay, clubhouse problem, uh, high value, uh, you know, that thing with the COVID outbreak. I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, this guy's got a ton of value, and I think the only time this guy's going to go is during his contract year, and since the Indians don't pay anybody... We've seen this in history's time. They said, hey, if the agent says for Francisco Lindor, $200 million plus, some other team is going to sign him and take that to the bank. We don't want him, basically. He said, you can have him. 
Alex Cobb for the Orioles. I'm going with, uh, you know, the O's look like they could be something. I think they're figuring it out. I'd stick with the course. I don't think there's going to be a lot you could gain back. Uh, Zach Greinke from the Astros. Now, here's the thing about the Astros is I think that no one's going to be traded from the team. I really don't. Really? So, I really think he's just going to stay put. I mean, who's going to do so? I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. Now, here's the interesting one. Lance Lynn and Mike Miner. If we go off of that, if we go by just off the standings, I scroll up here. 10 and 12. Now, this is kind of middle of the road for me because the American League is a lot different right now than the National League. So if we go eight teams a pop, right? Now, I'm pretty sure that means there's no wild card, so let's just go 18, or I'm sorry, eight teams uh, a piece. American League, we got Yankees, Rays, O's. We got the Twins, Indians. We got the A's. And then it's the White Sox and the Astros. Those are your eight. But mind you, with ten wins versus nine wins, we got the Blue Jays with ten wins, Rangers with ten wins. Then we have the Tigers and Royals with nine wins. Now, Angels and Mariners are going home. Red Sox are going home. But there's a lot of baseball left to play. I mean, this is why I'm kind of going with that when Mike Clevenger gets back, he should stay the course. Because if anything could happen this year, they're going to make a playoff spot. The Indians, I say that's untouchable. I say the Rangers, with those guys under a decent amount of contract, and plus it's the new ballpark, not that it matters with the stands and all that. We give the Ranger fans something to watch for Raiden's purposes. And if there's not enough value, you're going to have to be blown away by this. Nate Evaldi, I understand about his option and everything else, but look, you're going to have to pay that contract, and I do not like his elbow. His elbow's got to be shattered into pieces. Johnny Cueto and Kevin Gosman. Gosman, I think it's just okay. And Cueto's just a money pit disaster. I wouldn't take him if it's, if it's free. He just does not have my trust. He's not my guy. Michael Boyd, I haven't seen enough. I just haven't seen him to be like, hey, I want to call his name. What am I getting up for him? Unless it's a bargain, which the Twins won't budge. Not happening. I'm predicting a uneventful trade deadline first in a while. But, hey, that's just how I think of it. But we will talk more of this going uh, tomorrow or the weekend. I'm going to be podcasting with the Friars tomorrow. I cannot wait to meet them. I haven't known uh, the R2 besides Matt. And as always, guys, I love you all. 
Stay safe, stay healthy, and take care. Later.